Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. And with eBay's authenticity guarantee, a team of independent professional authenticators perform a rigorous inspection of the sneakers you purchase before they're sent to you so you can shop confidently knowing your pair is the real deal and for the sneaker sellers out there ebay has unlimited selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to flip your collection. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left over for more sneakers. Check out ebay.com slash sneakers today. Man, did this dude just did this? With the 20th pick in the 2016 NBA Draft, the Indiana Pacers select Paris LeVert from the University of Michigan. The problem is you don't want to mess with a bat because, as you may know, they can be ratted. So there goes our test after somebody in the stands. And he is going after a fan, and he is waylaying a fan, and this thing is now getting ugly. Got them all? Justin Holliday has come in all three. Do we have them all? He did first time in NBA history. that three brothers on the floor at the same time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast here this evening. We're here to recap. Just kidding. We're not here to recap the Pacers loss. I'm actually here to put Eric Hawk on the spot right now on this podcast to start it off. Hawk has no idea this is coming. Hawk, when the fuck are you getting the Edmund Sumner ass tats? Dude, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I can't get it right now because I'm snowed in. And you're right, you are putting me on the spot. I don't like to be put on the spot, so I have no answer. I mean, honestly, someone's going to have to drag me to do it. I'll do it. I don't want to do it alone. I don't want it to be big. I don't want it to be expensive. But if I have to do it, I just want to get it over with. You know, I'm (sighs) – I mean, you you have to do it. I have a question. Could our our poor play be attributed to – the hawk curse are we gonna suck until hawk gets the ass tat i think that's a question that has to be answered dude i i don't want to be in any curse like i'm the least i'm the most scared of a curse of anyone here so let's let's not even go there i will do it i just don't have a set plan to do it yet if that makes sense all i hear is excuses there is a lot of excuses. Do we know? And do we know anybody that does tattoos? One. Yeah, we could find the guy, a tattoo the, shop. The guy at the coterie, that one guy at the coterie that owns the, that owns the tattoo shop. I think we okay, got. So, I think that's number one. But that's like a higher end one. I feel like that guy doesn't want to be doing a canvas on my ass of Edmund Sumner. I don't think. Dude, I guarantee you. If I guarantee you he could make Edmund Sumner look like a goddamn model. I guarantee it. I mean, this guy has what it takes. Muscle definition, cheekbones, he'll have it all for you. 
So I don't want a good Edmund Sumner tattoo. I want a, that's the whole point. I want a bad Edmund Sumner tattoo. And I don't honestly even want a tattoo. I just, I found myself locked into this bet and now I'm being put on the spot and I'm just talking in circles and hopefully you guys will forget about it before next episode. Who knows if I'll ever happen. Does that make me a bitch? Probably. But I mean, I, I can't do it alone. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to do it alone. I don't really want to talk about this game, but I'll let you guys do it. Um, the Pacers suck. Um, plain and simple, this team is the worst team I've ever seen. Um, I've never seen a basketball team this bad in my entire life. Um, you know, we've seen some notable bad teams throughout the years. You know, that Bobcats team from uh, several years ago comes to mind. The team, I think, they only won seven games. This team is just worse. Um, it doesn't compare how bad this team is with that team. I mean, you put it up against some of the worst teams in NBA history. This is the worst team of all time. So what are your thoughts on the game tonight? Um, eight point loss to the bulls. I mean, it was just, I, I, I wanted, I wanted Levine to make the shot before overtime. We got five more minutes of this shitty ass game. We knew we were going to lose, but we kept watching into overtime um even though we knew it was going to happen that five minutes in overtime was just absolutely excruciating to watch um and we're all worse for it so what are your thoughts yeah this game i quinn buckner said something on the the broadcast at the end something about the reason the pacers weren't going to lose this game is because it wasn't because they showed up in the first quarter or something, something so astronomically stupid. I mean, from the jump, they looked dead. Um, they just didn't play. McConnell was the only guy showing effort. I mean, Sabonis was trying. I'll give him credit. He was getting defended well. But, I mean, it looked like a college basketball game early. And then they fought and clawed back like they always do against a bad team, made it interesting over time, and then they just died. I mean, they just literally died. I don't even vape, and I just I found this vape sitting in my garage. I don't know whose it is or where it's from, but I've just been hitting it ever since overtime, and I don't think I'm going to stop until it's done. And then when it's done, I'm going to go buy like ten more and just and just keep doing this because that's the only way I can cope with this. And I mean, this is definitely the worst team they've had, and since that year that they barely missed the playoffs, or they might have made it as like the eighth seed when Paul George was coming back from that injury or something that this is the worst team since then. And until we're fully healthy, we're just, these games are going to keep continuing. I'm going to develop lung cancer at an alarming rate. So that's just, what's going to happen. But yeah, I, I found myself just watching this game and uh, I really wanted to, I wanted to look at it through another scope. I was trying really hard to, watch it and you know we knew we were going to do the podcast tonight we had we had talked about it in the group message no matter what so i was looking for something um to talk about rather than wings and sinners um so i was trying real hard but um what i came up with was i just keep getting pissed off looking at rebounding numbers and um I always say like, Hey, you know, you can't, you can't pay all this money to centers and lose the rebounding battle. Well, it hit me square in the face today as I was, as I watched Denzel Valentine uh, hit three threes in our face and Santoransky hit a couple threes in our faces that the reason that the other team out rebounds us isn't because our centers suck. It's because we miss so many damn shots. Like we just miss so many shots. 
Like there are times, there were times that, and I love Justin Holiday, but there were times he shot the ball today and even Brogdon, I was like, this fucking shot ain't going in and there's no way in hell. Like there's just no confidence when we shoot. Um, I, I just pulled up the score, the score, uh, box score here, 27.3% from three. I mean, that is just, that's abysmal against a very poor defensive team. Um, it's just all around. It's just ugly. It's just ugly. I mean, when Garrett Temple is just owning your ass and I just like it, Kobe White looked like he looked like Kyrie. Like he looked like Kyrie out there the way he was getting people involved and the playmaking. And of course, Thad Young. And I mean, we were just outclassed. I mean, we were just outclassed. I feel like we were outcoached. I think Billy Donovan's done. The fact that this team is 11 and 15, they, I mean, the Bulls suck. I mean, they are terrible. And Billy Donovan, I mean, this is a miracle that they've won 11 games, but it just never felt like we were going to win this game to me. And I just, I, I know we talked about Sabonis was going to have a big night and Brogdon's, you know, points, rebounds, assists, bet that in our group chat, but we just didn't have a chance to win the game. And I just kind of found myself saying, there's nothing we can really do because the front office is not going to blow this up. I mean, they're just not, um, I think Pritchard, Richard's back has to, he has to feel like he's against the wall, against the wall. Um, so it, it just, it is what it is. Like you said, Hawk, we're not going to know what this team is until we get fully healthy. And we're probably not going to be fully healthy for another month or two. And uh, it's just, we're going to live with this and we're going to lose to bad teams and we are a bad team. So um, I started looking at guys that, you know, hot names on the, on the trade, trade, uh, trade platform here, the, the trade block and, Nothing really fits our need. I, I don't know. I, I'm semi-interested in Lonzo Ball just because he's 6'6", and he's a good defender. He gets others involved. But there's just nothing There's nothing there here. There's no hope for this team. There's just nothing to talk about. We just suck. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Everything you said there, I think, is like the perfect explanation of what's going on in, good, in great detail. So credit to you. You, you summed up. You know, a, a polished turd very well, and I don't. There's nothing you know the, else to say. I mean, so but I mean, we had a chance to win that game before overtime, and the guy that we didn't even consider re-signing, Thad Young, of course, was there defending. I mean, he defended well all night. We could have seen that coming, especially after you know Sabonis destroyed him in the previous matchup this season. I think it just shows Donovan you know, as a, as a good defensive minded coach and he wasn't going to let Sabonis kill us again. And that being said in a year where I feel like the East got stronger, you know, the Pacers with injuries all to credit. I mean, the injuries is most of the problem, but the Pacers did not get any better. And I mean, Bjorkren, I don't know. It's still too early to tell either way. They're 500. I mean, he's a coach in the NBA. That's my, that's my uh, prognosis. (laughs) You know what the craziest thing about that is, is they're 500 right now and they're still the fourth seed of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, that's I mean, it's what we should maybe be a little more optimistic because of that. But I mean, just watching the product on the court lately, like over the last two weeks, it's been abysmal. So, I mean, there's it just feels like there's no hope, even if we somehow would get the four seed. I don't know. It's the same thing. that well, happens you still every year. You still have teams like the Raptors. They're 12 and 15. You have the Heat, who are 11 and 15. 
Um, so you got these teams, even the Celtics, they're 13 and 13. So, I mean, yeah, it's a different year, but like you said, the past couple of weeks, the way this team has played, especially Brogdon and Sabonis, I mean, both of those guys have just been, I mean, just been terrible as of late. You could say they had good games tonight, um, but they really didn't. You know, Brogdon had 23 points and 15 rebounds. Sabonis had 25 points and 10 rebounds, but they both weren't very good tonight. I mean, Brogdon was 10 of 25 from the field. Uh, Sabonis was 7 of 19. Brogdon, 1 of 7 from 3. So um, he hasn't played real well here recently. Um, Turner was 2 of 10 from the field tonight. So, I mean, absolutely abysmal shooting. Um, the thing that I kind of had a bone to pick with was I thought Jeremy Lamb should have been playing, you know, late in that fourth quarter in overtime. I didn't understand why he went to the bench. He was also having a good game alongside McConnell. So it didn't make much sense to me why he was on the bench because he was making shots and he was playing really well. Um, I would have at least had him in there for one of those bigs. I would have kept either Simonis or Turner out there um, and then, you know, shifted uh, Holiday or Lamb to the four. But I'm not the coach, so it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, this – I mean, we're recording right after the game and and we're pissed off, so obviously we're over-exaggerating and being assholes. But, uh, um, you know, it's it's always a question to say with this team is, you know, when they get healthy, they're going to be scary. But, you know, we've said that for two or three years now. This team just can never seem to get healthy. So – oh. I mean, let me be clear. This team is not this. This team is not good, even when healthy. And uh, I, I think that. I mean, sure, we're the four seed in the East, but I think I need to point out the simple fact that last year, when we were quote unquote healthy, with TJ Warren being the best version of TJ Warren he possibly could have been, we did not win a playoff game. We did not add to this roster with anything meaningful. Um, we now have Karis LeVert instead of Victor Oladipo, which in a nutshell, I'd rather have Karis LeVert. I think he's a higher upside guy, but I think this year coming off of what he's coming off of, uh, you know, whatever it was with his body, we don't know for sure, but I think it would be very, I mean, I think you would be dumb to say that he, he, you know, that he's going to be better than Oladipo was last year. And we didn't win a playoff game. Like this team is destined for nothing. We are nothing. We added nothing. We are nothing. We are insignificant. If you ask me right now, I'd rather have the Heat. I would rather have Toronto. I would rather have all of those rosters because we fucking suck. There is nothing to look forward to with this team other than saying how good Lavert is. And Lavert is not going to be as good as Oladipo was last year. And he will be eventually. I like the trade. But this team, nothing. There is no hope. We are oblivion. We are going to hell, straight to hell. We're already there. This is what hell looks like. We're in purgatory. We've, we, I mean, we're just nowhere. This team has no future. We have no future at all unless we start trading motherfuckers just out the ass. Like, this is what hell looks like. Turn around. There's TJ McConnell. Oh, shit. You look to your other, you look to your other side. Oh, God damn, here's Jeremy Lamb. And then you look behind you and you're waiting on TJ Warren. You're waiting on, we're waiting on TJ Warren, the guy that couldn't make a difference on the Phoenix Suns, who scored 50 points last year in a game. And we still did not win a playoff game. This is hell. Look at, look around you. 
Look around you. Our team, our favorite player to watch is TJ McConnell. And we are NBA fans. There is nothing in this world to look forward to. Uh, so that was like the devil on the shoulder version. <laughs> and like I will say, like every time you up, we <laughs> in the playoff game. It, it's been multiple years now, so I have no hill to stand on, but we did not have Sabonis. I think that's worth noting. And the Heat, I mean, all credit to them. I mean, they went on unbelievably run. So that out the door, we have a new coach, but I agree with you. But I don't think the cupboards bear in a sense of hell. Because hell is eternal damnation. I mean, if you got – I think maybe a new GM fixes a lot of things because you've got a lot of assets now, it seems like, or tradable pieces, guys that have played well. And if you do, like, smart moves, sign and trades, there's a lot of ways to maneuver. And I don't know, you, teams say they want to do it through the draft, but that hardly works. And if it does, it takes years and years for a rebuild like that. So you got assets. I think you just need to finagle some pieces, maybe not have two centers. I don't, I don't know if anyone's talked about that. Probably not, but I don't think we've hit on it nearly enough. I I just don't think the coverage bear necessarily, but at the same time, like just seeing the same product out there and the same results, like the two for 10 from Turner just annoys you because you've seen it a hundred times and things like that repeat. It's just like, fuck. I mean, it's going to end some point. We got to have, we got to go on some kind of run this season. No, I mean, maybe not. Maybe we're just going to be. I think we did. I think we did. Maybe we we started the year too hot. Maybe that's what happened. Interrupting this part of the podcast to bring you a special offer from our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even offers awards, TV shows, and reality TV odds, real time updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I just, I, I tried to walk it back. I tried to walk it back to purgatory on my rant. I tried to go to purgatory from hell. I, I saw where you, I mean, I just, I got on the soapbox, but. I mean, Sabonis makes a difference, but I mean, like, how much of a difference? I don't know. Well, I agree. I with mean, you, but if we, it's a little, unfair. if we win one point, yeah, it is. It's unfair, but to be fair, we just lost to the Bulls yeah. in overtime at home. I mean, I just had to watch Garrett Temple shove it in our ass for 39 minutes. Like, I mean, I don't know what you want from me. Denzel Valentine looked like a superstar out there. I mean, he was three for five from three. I mean, I like there's just I'm sitting here watching this and I'm like, damn, it'd be nice to have a piece like Garrett Temple. Like, no, it wouldn't. He sucks. He but it, it just is what it is. I'm looking at this roster and I'm thinking, what guy on here is is a championship level type guy, whether it be with the contract, whether it be what he brings to the table. I mean, I guess like you said, Justin Holiday. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Justin Holiday is, is the right role for sure. He could be on a championship team. But. Is 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 it is it TJ McConnell? Is he the is he the third string white guy that that comes off the bench and makes a play? I don't know. It doesn't look like it's a bonus. I know it's not Turner. Um, Brogdon is a stud. Like he can be our stud, but. We've already said you can't pay that much money to a point guard that's not elite. I mean, and I think he is very good, but he's not elite. Like it's just, it's just mind blowing, and it's just 
we need we need to make we got to make changes and that's why why it feels like purgatory because it feels like our current gm and our current front office isn't willing to make those risks if i if i if we called the pelicans right if the pelicans called us right now and they said give us sabonis and lavert for brandon ingram what do you say yes i mean i mean he was the most improved player last year. I mean, I've watched most of his games. I've watched his games against Indy. I mean, he's a killer. I mean, that would be a no-brainer. Okay, and who would you rather have, Hawk, Lavert or Victor Oladipo? I mean, the way it went down in Indiana, if it's this, let's say, iteration of what happened, Lavert. But okay. just as a player, probably Oladipo. Okay, Cook, what do you think? Would you trade Sabonis and Lavert for Brandon Ingram? <laughs> Hell, th- throw in Lonzo Ball because um, every time we play the Pelicans, Lonzo Ball is an absolute killer. So, just yeah, so no, I mean, I'm just asking straight up, and of course, I have a reason I'm asking this. But would you trade Sabonis and Lavert for Brandon Ingram? I'd do it for Bradley Beal. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have Ingram than Beal personally, but I mean, what it comes down to is, I'm sitting here thinking, like, how could we have handled the Paul George situation better? Well, we could have sent him to L.A. right off the bat and got Ingram. I mean, yep. and, and instead we sent him for Sabonis and Oladipo, and now we're willing to say, hey, let's trade. We could we could trade Sabonis and Levert for for Brandon Ingram. Like, why don't we do – like, I just – I don't know. It just feels like our front office makes these short-sighted moves just to be okay, and we don't have any, like, long-term – like, there's no long-term thing. There's no long-term guys on this roster. Like there's like even back in the day, what was the uh, dude from UCLA that we were convinced was going to be a stud? Ek, Ik and Abag, yeah, Ek and Abagu or whatever. Yep. Like we don't even have one of those guys that were like, holy shit, we're get, we're blowing somebody out. Let's just see what we got. We have no long term guys on this team. We got Cassius Stanley, and damn it, as a Duke fan, that's the one guy he can at least dunk. So <laughs> give me some hype for that. Okay. But well, Aaron Walden okay, was supposed I, to be I, that I, guy, and he just—I mean, he's—he's he's not ready. I mean, he's—I mean, he's not good one, but he's not ready too. I would say Lavert is a long-term guy. Yeah, hopefully. No, I meant like—I'm sorry, I wasn't clear. I—I I don't think I was clear. Clear. I meant like a long-term prospect. Home I would grown, consider Lavert. Yeah, like there's nobody that we're watching. Like, like last year the Knicks were watching R.J. Barrett. Like, okay, I think he could be good. Like you watching like Hunter, the Hunter dude from Atlanta, and you're like he could be good. Like that's something I can look forward to. Like we don't have those. Don't even. I would. I yeah. I can't. I can't do it. I mean, I honest to God, I would rather have Chris Cook running around out there than Goga. And I I'll put my hand on the Bible. Better than how hard we've shit on him over the last year and a half. But at the same time, like, he's not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's just – he's had a couple of good, decent moments. And going back to your point about the moves, one thing that hurts it too is in the moment all the fans and us idiots, like us included, like praise the trade that happened. You know what I'm saying? And like – Yes. So they get yep. away with it constantly. So it's it's never going to end. Yeah. yeah, that was my – that was my big thing last – the last podcast when I went off on the tangent. Like, we are part of the problem. Because we convince ourselves these guys are good. And we convince ourselves like, oh, God, like, 
I don't know, like who who am I thinking? Like Jer- oh Jeremy Lamb. Oh yeah, he averaged like 16 for for the uh the Hornets or or whoever the hell it is. And oh God, he's gonna be so good for us on a playoff team. But he's not. He's five for eight for 12 points and like can't beat the Bulls. Like what the f- like we are part he is of the, problem. the best he is the leading three point shooter in the league though. Well, that's that's great. Then he needs to shoot more of them. I think he hit a couple tonight. I I feel like, but like, what are we doing? Like, God, I just want to like go to. I like. I want to jump off a bridge. I think it's time. I think it's. I think we just. I think we all just hold hands and do it. Like, just just. I'm just looking at this roster, and I, I think you're really. I think you really. I mean, I was pissed with this loss tonight, but I really think you're overreacting. Yeah, you just talked about suicide after one loss to the Bulls. Listen, no, it's not though. It's you're hitting your head against like the wall. you brought you your negativity has brought me back down to earth. Like that spiel I gave in the beginning about being the worst team of all time. Like now I look back and I'm like, wow, I, I was way out of pocket there. <laughs> but like you have just brought me back to earth. Like so, thank just, you for that. I'm gonna I go know. to bed and I'm not even mad anymore. Good. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and I, I'm glad, but, like, Keelan Martin? Do we like Keelan Martin on this team? No. Do we like Do we like Sumner? Yes, and I think he deserves more playing time. Okay, know. do we like Aaron Holiday? No. Okay, do we like Jakar Sampson? Yes, but he's not we, good. So that's, like, another guy. Like, we worship Thad Young, but he's – let's be honest, he's the most average player in NBA history. Like – He's good yes. enough to have a ten-year career and play good defense. Like that's those are the kinds of guys we like, and it doesn't win. If we traded, we could trade anybody that played in the game tonight, and I swear to God, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> I'd be a little upset for certain guys, but I know what you're saying. It depending on the deal, I think there's a way to get better out there through trades. Would you trade Miles Turner for Wendell Carter right now? No, no, I just <laughs> haven't seen enough from Carter. I don't I, I think you guys are right on on that one too. I don't know. Do we need Ryan Archie Diacono? Do we need a guy like that? Do we need a do we need a white guy? Like yeah, another he had a white big guy? shot once. Why not? I mean, we might as well get another TJ McConnell. I just yeah, let's let's go get Luke Cornett. Let's see what he can do. He was 0 for 5 from three, but I mean he's white, he's a center, he's exactly what we look for to build our team around. So I hope I made you guys really feel better because I, I still feel like shit. I still – I don't know. This team just sucks, man. I'm sorry. I hate it. I, I hope someone hears this and laughs at me and can take it as a joke, but fuck, we suck. As long as Colin Sexton hits that RPA tonight, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Darius Garland. Darius Garland. Garland. That's what I meant, Garland. And because I'm going to be snowed in all day tomorrow, so I need – I'm going to be – it's going to be blues tomorrow, so I need something tonight. Dude, I will say this. Cook and I Cook and I have been hot on the PRAs and shit. You really have. Like it's been it's it's pretty much kept me up. I mean, it's it's kept me off the bridge because it's it's not the Pacers that's doing it. It would have been an even better night night tonight because I went in on the Pacers at halftime at plus money and I thought they were gonna pull it out. And uh of course that didn't happen. It would have been a, it would have been like a perfect night if they would have made it. Yeah. Those don't happen but, anymore. No. All right. Does anybody got anything else pessimistic to say before before we go off to bed and we're snowed in in this snowstorm? Yeah. How about this snow, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't even know how many inches are out there right now, but uh, it's uh, it's coming down. So uh, I'm hoping to get the call in the morning that says you get to stay home and work from home in the morning because I definitely don't want to get out in this. So uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm I'm in a lot better mood now. I'm not upset. I'm feeling pretty good about life now. Um, I'm gonna go into go brush my teeth, go to bed, give my daughter a kiss, and you know just be thankful for life because after. After what I just heard on this podcast, I mean, it just, it brought me back to reality. Perspective. That's what we're here for. All right. Anything else? No. What about from MGJ Pessimistic Boy? I think I did my job. I think I gave, I think I gave the people what they needed. They needed to hear sobering perspective. That's probably, I went too far, but it had just enough truth that, you know, you got to respect it. I think that's exactly where I needed to be. You make some so very solid points, but you just, you like, you go from, you know, you need to have it at like a 25, 50, like percent, but you go like 150. And like, so like you make good points, but you just go way too deep. Like you dive really deep. You make the good points and then you try to like get a laugh and then you just keep going. So like it, that always gets a rise out of me. So I enjoy that. But those takes will be exclusive in Vegas in what, one month from tomorrow? Very exclusive. Um, I just hope I can make it there, boys, because this is uh, – I know I'm going to throw money on the Pacers while we're there and it just – you know what's going to happen. We're going to get shit fucked. We're going to get shit fucked. we got to bring the recording stuff to Vegas. Oh, yeah, we're definitely not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bad idea. Yeah. All right, let's get a wrap-up this episode of the podcast. Uh, Pacers play Wednesday night against the Timberwolves. Didn't do much of a preview for that, but that's a game they got to win. So Um, it's on the road. Pacers have a better record on the road this year. So uh, we'll see what happens on Wednesday night. But um, Carl Anthony Towns back playing with uh, the Timberwolves. So if you haven't yet, Make sure you check out his line on Wednesday for rebounds because you definitely want to hit that. So we'll uh, talk to you guys later. Stay safe this week from the snow, and we will see you later this week. See ya.